Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 8. It is Thursday, November 21st. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and this is the Throwback Thursday episode. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a proactive, client-focused, and HIPAA-compliant IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, so let's get started with why I'm calling this the Throwback Thursday episode. Uh, yesterday, I reported that in the Louisiana breach that a cybersecurity expert said that ransomware attacks were actually down. And I said that's not actually accurate. I think that was yesterday. It may have been the day before. Um, so I found this report this morning. It's a few days old. It's from November 18th, but it's from Bitdefender. Bitdefender found that all these threats, ransomware reports, saw the biggest year-on-year -year increase. 74.2% ransom also ranked first in terms of total number of reports. According to the security company, the number of ransomware reports actually dropped during the first half of 2019, largely because the group behind the Gand Crab ransomware throttled down their operation. But since then, ransomware reports climbed again as new ransomware has emerged to fill the void left by Gand Crab. It's also possible that they have now restarted operations. While new ransomware such as Sodanakibi, aka Revel or Soden, have not replaced GANCRAB, they are seeing growth. So as I, as I commented, as I gave my opinion yesterday, ransomware is not declining. It's not going anywhere anytime soon until somebody can come up with a permanent solution, and that doesn't appear to be in the very near future. Um, it is going to continue to grow as, as ransomware requests, so the, the amount of ransom that they ask for when they do an attack is also going to continue to increase. So don't fall asleep at the wheel because somebody or somewhere reported that ransomware is on the decline. It's not on the decline. It, it hibernated for a minute and it's, um, and it's only one strain of ransomware that hibernated. <coughs> All right, hackers dumped 2.2 million game, gaming and cryptocurrency passwords online. This is on ThreatPost. The password of more than 2.2 million users of gaming and cryptocurrency website were dumped online after dual data breaches. The passwords and other personal data of more than 2.2 million users of two websites were revealed online as the result of a data breach that happened earlier this year, a notable security researcher warned. Personal information belonging to users of cryptocurrency wallet service GateHub and gaming bot provider EpicBot were posted online even though the information was heavily encrypted, security researcher Troy Hunt told. Ars Technica on Tuesday. Hunt discovered databases online with information from 1.4 million GitHub accounts and 800,000 EpicBot accounts. Info in the accounts included emails, passwords that were cryptographically hashed with technology called Bcrypt, which is known as one of the toughest for bad actors to break into. GateHub acknowledged that it had been hacked over the summer, although it seems now the breach was bigger than the company revealed. In a statement on the GateHub website, this company said that 
the, a perpetrator had accessed 18,473 encrypted customer accounts, a very small fraction of our total user base, and a vast majority of customers were unaffected. The post confirmed that data being targeted on the accounts included emails, hashed passwords, hashed recovery keys, encrypted XRP ledger wallets, secret keys from non-deleted wallets only, and user first and last names, if users provided them. We found no ev evidence that other information, such as phone numbers or ID documents, were compromised. GitHub said at the time, all affected customers were notified about the unauthorized access and provided a list of data that the perpetrator was able to retrieve from their accounts. The article goes on to talk about how some GitHub users did confirm on Twitter that their accounts have been compromised, posting screenshots from Have I Been Pawned. All right, high severity Windows UAC flaw enables privilege escalation. So um, some pretty big news here yesterday. Further details of the flaw, which has recently been patched by Microsoft, were disclosed Tuesday by researchers. Researchers disclosed details of a high-severity Microsoft Windows vulnerability that could give attackers ele elevated privileges, ultimately allowing them to install programs and view, change, or delete data. The bug stems, stems from user account control, UAC, a security feature of Windows within secure desktop, which helps prevent unauthorized changes to the operating system. With UAC fully enabled, interactive administrators normally run with least user privileges, but they can self-elevate to promote, perform administrative tasks by giving explicit consent with the consent UI, Microsoft explained in an interview of the function. Such administrative tasks include installing software and drivers, changing system-wide settings, viewing or changing other user accounts, and running administrative tools. By interacting with the user interface, of UAC, an unprivileged attacker can use the bug to launch a highly privileged web browser on the normal desktop, giving them the authority to install code and other malicious activities. This vulnerability allows local attackers to escalate privileges on affected installations of Microsoft Windows, researchers with Zero Day Initiative said in Tuesday detailed analysis of the vulnerability. An attacker must first obtain the ability to access an interactive desktop as a low-privileged user on the target system in order to exploit this vulnerability. Specifically, the flaw exists because the UAC Windows Certificate dialog, which details certificate information as well as Microsoft Specific Object Identifier, does not properly enforce user privileges. To exploit it, an unprivileged attacker could first download a Microsoft sign executable from an attacker-controlled website. They could then attempt to run executable as an administrator, meaning the UAC will pop up and ask them to type in an administrator password. Upon clicking on the Show Details button on the UAC, attackers can view the OID in the Windows Certificate dialog, which is displayed in the Details tab as SPC SP Agency Info, wherein the problem exists. The semantics of this OID are poorly documented, said Simon Zuckerbron with ZDI, it appears, however, that the certificate dialog parses the value of this OID, and if it finds valid and properly formatted data, it will use it to render the issue by field on the general tab as a hyperlink, and when it comes to UAC version of the certificate dialog, Microsoft forgot to disable the hyperlink. So there you have it. The UAC can be compromised. This was patched. Um... I'm not sure if that was, yes, that was part of Patch Tuesday last week. So make sure you do uh, install your patches for November. 400 vet locations nipped by Ryuk ransomware. So veterinarians were hit by a ransomware attack, the Ryuk ransomware. And it's 400 clinics across the country. The California companies, uh, this, so this is all National Veterinary Associates, 
has been hit with the Ryuk ransomware. This is all on threat post, by the way. The California company said it would could take a week for its facilities to be fully back up and running normally. Patient records, payment systems, and practice management software were all locked up in the attack. So a week is actually not too bad considering it's 400 locations. Um, but there you go. So now veterinarians are, are, are a target as well. So it's not just healthcare for people, it's healthcare for animals too. And then finally, speaking of healthcare, unprotected PACS servers accounted for 1.19 billion medical images leaked in a span of three months. So PACS is which is picture archiving and communication systems. Um, servers are used by a majority of healthcare organizations to archive medical images and share the image share with other providers. United States, India, South Africa, Brazil, and Ecuador account for 75% of the total images exposed. Health providers using PACS, using unsecured PACS, pose a potential threat to patients. To patients. New research from Greenboard has revealed that there has been a 60% increase in the exposed medical data due to a leaky PACS servers. PACS servers are used by a majority of healthcare organizations to archive medical images and share the same with other providers. So what does the research say? This is on Cyware, by the way. According to Greenborn, Greenbones sorry, research into the security of PACS servers used by health providers, it has been found that about 1.19 billion confidential images are now pub publicly available on the Internet. That's a 60% increase from the findings that were observed between July and September 2019. Of the total images exposed, United States, India, South, Brazil, South Africa, Brazil, and Ecuador account for 75%. In the United States, around 786 million exposed images were identified to be from the U.S., a subset of 114.5 million images were fully accessible. These images were exposed by 60 new PACS servers belonging to over 800 institutions, including clinics, hospitals, and radiology service providers. A total of 195 systems using unguarded PACS servers were identified for this huge leak. 49 of these were taken offline and are no longer available online, so a good chunk of them are still online. Um, for the U.S., the major, major problem is associated with the lack of proper security controls. The healthcare providers were found out, found not complying with HIPAA rules, following which 6.6% of the consumers became victims of medical identity theft. So 6.6 of the 786 million, I think it was, yes, in the U.S. became victims of medical identity theft. Some of the major victim countries are working on drafting a proper data privacy bill to protect the patient's data. And so what they recommend is that hospitals, clinics, and service providers should establish a comprehensive list of public-facing IP addresses and maintain them from time to time. However, it shouldn't be time to time. That should be an active uh, activity that they continue to maintain those, those public-facing IP addresses. All IP addresses that hit public Wi-Fi established in the premises must be scanned for threats. Physicians, on their part, should be very precise when storing patients' data as per data privacy rules. Physicians should also limit access to electronic forms and check the data is encrypted before storing it. So there you have it, another healthcare snafu. So watch out if uh, you know you have medical images that may have been compromised. You're going to want to watch out to make sure your medical identity has not, your healthcare identity has not been compromised. So that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you again tomorrow morning.
And as always, remember, stay secure.